Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I get into one of the best pro wrestlers in the WWE right now with maybe the brightest future. That's Alistair Black. He sits down and talks to Mark Henry and I, and Mark has some great reaction and also some great reaction on what CM Punk had to say about Alistair Black with some ideas that I don't think Mark and I really agree on. Also, one of the must-listen segments in Busted Open history. That's right. It's February 14th. And our very own Gabby breaks down Valentine's Day, gives advice to the nation, both pro and con. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Alistair, how are you today? I'm good, man. Is, is, is that what you guys say about the Dutch? Yeah, that's right. If you're not Dutch, you're not much. Is that, is that how we're known in the uh, United States? That's you know what? It's it's better than some of the things that have been said about me. Oh, well, I'm, 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 in, I'm in awe of it. I, I never heard that, but now I'm using it. <laughs> I'm still in that. How are you, sir? Good. How are you guys? No, we're good. We're excited because obviously you're somebody that we've been wanting to get on for so long. It's the first time in the almost 11 years that we've been on the air that you're a guest here on our show. And, man, you look at what you have been able to do over the last year. uh, You have definitely done some big things, and I'm sure that you're very, very proud of yourself. Well, I mean, proud of myself. I always see everything I do as a work in progress. Um, I I try not to uh, stand... Like I, I try not to stop too long and look at the things that I'm I'm, I'm doing or I've done, because um, I feel that there's always a lot more work to do. I, I look at uh, a sports entertainment or professional wrestling, whichever you want to call it. I look at it as something that is never done. You're never done learning. You're never done getting better. You're never done listening. You're never done uh, owning your skill. And even like even when, even when you come to the end of your career, I mean. It, it, like like professional wrestling, it covers such a vast ball of knowledge that it's 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 impossible to obtain everything. So, am I proud? Sure, yes, but I tend not to stop too long because I always feel that the quest for like becoming better and doing more things um, is 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 always like it's always it's been there since day one. And that, that has never changed, and I think that's also how I've been able to progress the way that I have. 
Alistair, uh, I always, um, I hate to be a quote-unquote shit disturber. Oh, boy. Because it's <laughs> Valentine's, and, you know, that it's not the day for it, but I, this is just how I feel. Now, sure. you're always looking for somebody to start a fight with you. Yeah, I can't help it. It's my nature. I, I just made the point to Dave that, you know, somebody that I've 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 watched in the indies and I've watched uh in other wrestling companies, uh, Killer Cross. Yeah. I would love I would pay money, my own money, <laughs> to see Killer Cross go, you know what? Alistair Black is always looking for a fight. You know what? Mm-hmm. I, I like to fight. And it would be so beautiful, so good. Uh, what, what do you think about uh, the new acquisitions uh, that the WWE just signed? So I'm not very familiar with Cross. I am familiar with Thatcher. Uh, I've wrestled Thatcher. I think Thatcher was my first ever competition when I went to the United States for Evolve. Uh, it was over Mania weekend. Um, I have yet to be introduced to uh, Killer Cross. I know that like there's a lot of hype around him, and uh, people are very excited that he got signed. So obviously, there's a lot of good reasons for that. And uh, I mean, you know, we'll see what the future holds. But like, you know, with guys like Thatcher and Cross being signed, it opens up a you know a big door of opportunities and uh, and possibilities uh, for future. Uh, uh, huge or bookings or matches. So, you know, it's a very exciting time uh, for the industry, in my opinion. You know, also uh, watching you over the last few weeks, um, quick work has been made of uh, of some of the guys that you faced. But before then, the, the, the saga that you had with Buddy Murphy was unrivaled. I think was the best thing in pro wrestling. Uh, the matches that you that you guys had, I mean, were main event quality matches. Um, I I want to see if how you felt about that. Are you are you done with that, or or, or you feel like there's unfinished business? So I think that it was always like you know, there's always these opponents that we have, right? These guys that you eventually circle back to, that you have made some sort of legacy with. Um, and I feel Buddy Murphy is that for me. So despite coming out of that on the upside, I don't think we're done. I don't think this was it. I think that there is Good. a very realistic possibility that we will circle back to each other uh, sooner rather than later. You know, Alistair, you mentioned you mentioned Evolve, and I know you've been you were involved in Evolve, and I know Evolve always had shows in and around WrestleMania weekend. You know, last mm-hmm. year at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, you had the opportunity to wrestle at Wrestle you know at WrestleMania in front of seventy five thousand fans. And I know you just said yeah. before that you have goals, and in this world of pro wrestling, you're always thinking about your goals and that always changes and you're kind of focused on that and you don't look in the rear view mirror at the past. But Mm -hmm. was there a point in New Jersey at WrestleMania 35 before you went down that ramp or even when you were going down that ramp and everyone's singing your music, did you have a moment to like enjoy it, to be in that moment and to really enjoy what was going on for you that night? So, 
that whole time frame, right, from the second I got called up to, to WrestleMania, basically that February to that April, um, those whole two months were uh, were a trip. Like, I don't think there's, – there's been a few moments in my career where I felt that I – that my brain was so wired and so primed to be ready. I, I felt that when um, – I was in Japan. I would step out the airplane. I would feel like I'm in the zone. You know what I mean? This is, you know, I, I lived it. And I, and I always live it, but there's like moments in your career that just define you as a performer, as an entertainer, as a wrestler, however you want to call it, yeah. whatever you want to label it. And that whole two months, I felt so incredibly primed. Me and, me and Ricochet wrestled for the Raw belts, the, uh, the, the, the SmackDown belts, and the NXT belts all in the same week, and then we had WrestleMania. And leading up to that, we were we were we were competing every Monday, every Tuesday, and then we had NXT live events, and we had NXT television. So by the time WrestleMania came, I remember standing on that ramp before the show, and I was nervous. However, by the time the arena was filled and and, and, and you know the the, the the show was going on, I remember being put on my uh, on my on my uh, my device, as we shall call it. And um, I felt so calm because I was like, if after, at the time, 14, 15 years, 16 actually, of being in this business and doing what I have done and being where I have been and I am still not ready, then I do not deserve to be here. So as soon as that thought came into me, and and I told myself, no, I am ready. And I just got so calm. And I was like, you know what? Let's go to work. And I, I, I let's go to work. Every single time. Let's go to work because that's what we do. We, 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 we go to work. And it's the best job in the world. I, I, hands on, I, I, I believe that um, with my whole being. It is the best job in the world. So every single time I go out there, whether it's a small match or a big match with WrestleMania, I tell myself, let's go, baby. Let's go to work. And that's the mentality that I had, like, being, being raised up. And I, I felt calm and I felt ready because my brain was so incredibly primed to, you know, just to get it in, really. Alistair, I wonder if, if, if this is an unconscious thing or this is something that you do on, on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see you in the ring uh, after you kick the hell out of somebody or knee somebody, or even when yeah. you're walking down to the ring, you touch your elbows, you touch your knees. You're always touching your fist, like wringing your wrist. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. let, let me check and see if my weapons are still here. Is, <laughs> is that something that you, that you do intentionally, or is that just an unconscious thing? Do you notice yourself doing it? So, um, funny enough, you, you, are, you are not the first person to bring that up to me. And the first person to ever bring it up to me was Steve Carino. And we're doing promos, and every single time I switch to Alistair mode, I start caressing my knuckles. I start caressing the calluses on my on my on my uh, uh, on my palms. Or I would indeed I would rub my elbows, and it would and it would only be if I were to get into Alistair mode. So it's almost like I've given my character a tick. And um, when you see me go out for the ever first time against Andrade in Takeover, uh, um, Takeover, where I make my debut. You can see that I'm like looking at my hands and I'm looking at like everything. I'm like looking around and I always envisioned that the idea behind Aleister Black was basically 
someone took over the body of Tommy N by the name of Alistair Black, and he just spawned into this new universe. And I think that kind of progressed from that moment to having these ticks, where I, indeed I touch my knees or I, I rub my elbows or like I, you know, it's kind of like, it's like a reality check of like, am I, am I still here? Is this all real? If, if that makes any sense. <laughs> no, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I just always wondered. Mark, I used to get that when I was a kid. They always used to tell me, stop touching yourself. I used to get That's, that. I used to it. get that all the time. Yeah, but they meant something else with that. <laughs> I'm You're going to kill me. I'm sorry. Please, you know that I get, <laughs> when I start laughing, I get these coughs. And it just gets like, Dave, will you stop trying to make me laugh? Well, I mean, you'll Alist- kill me on the air. Even though this is the first time Alistair's been on the show, like he's he's like family now. He's like a friend of the show, so you might as well get involved in all this shenanigans, Mark. Well, yeah, we're, I will say, I, my my wife is sitting next to me, so we have to keep it clean, guys. What? <laughs> yes, she's sitting. No, uh, don't keep it no clean. way. No. You're getting it. We don't keep right it now. clean. <laughs> we weren't, we weren't we blue on Busted Open. You can't keep it anything clean. Well, you know, you did mention your wife, so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the plans for Valentine's Day? Ooh. Uh, probably, uh, she just said video games. So that's how my romantic days she, sorted. Listen, you are a blessed man. That's a keeper. Yes, I am. Holy yes, I am. shit. I, I don't, I don't think I ever in my life have played a video game with a female. Never. It's, it's Never in my life. Really? Never. Not once. And I had the opportunity, but then Kofi Kingston beat me in an up, up, down, down. I was going to face Sasha Banks in uh, the uh, soccer car game. I can't think of the name yeah. right now. And um, I got beat. So I didn't get to that was that would have been the only time. Wow, that's crazy. Well, I'm I'm hoping for some up up down down uh, tonight (laughs) for myself for Valentine's because keep it clean. No, this is what. Wait, are you gonna are you are you gonna stand in an elevator and press buttons? Alistair, like you know, this is for me as a married man now, married man with kids and everything else. Like this is one of the guaranteed nights for me, so I can't mess this up. You know, I gotta, I gotta make sure I, everything is good going into tonight because there's very few guaranteed nights, and Valentine's Day is one of them. Yeah, you gotta get your well, scaping you done. Get ready, so. So I'm, just, I'm, I'm up on. Done, Dave. Yeah, I'm, I'm up on all the new video games. So, like, what do you like to play? Pac-Man, uh, oh, Dig Dug, it. Donkey Kong, Pitfall. Um, that. Um, <laughs> Monopoly. That's <laughs> my, uh, my Dave, they have never heard of any of those games. That was in the 80s. They weren't born yet. I'm, I'm from the 80s. I'm from the 80s. <laughs> there you go. Uh, listen, they, uh, one thing I know about Alistair Black and, and Zelina, too, they, they definitely like embraced other decades than just the ones that they're in right now. It's when it comes yes. to movies, when it comes to video games, when it comes to music, they're up on everything, mm-hmm. Mark. Well, you know, I, I I didn't realize how close of friends y'all were. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm just, I mean, but I feel it after the interview. I, I didn't realize neither. 
<laughs> you know, one question I have always wanted to ask you because you definitely have a persona about you. And I'm going to keep this sure. we're going to keep this interview as long as possible to keep you away from your wife. So So you do have this amazing persona, this dark persona. What was the influence of this character for you? Um my father and that sounds very, you know, not Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, I base a lot of stuff on my childhood. I base a lot of things that went wrong in my life and a lot of stuff that um, I wish went different. And uh, I have a lot of, um, I used to have a lot of quarrel with my dad. Uh, not anymore. Uh, he's a fantastic human being. But back in the day, uh, there were definitely some things that, you know, were not, did not go the way it should have gone. And a lot of that is through Alistair Black and through um, the medium of uh, WWE or like just basically how I, how I, how I uh, position my, my social media accounts and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I feel that for, for most part, the more realistic quote unquote realistic and more more understood characters are ones that use real life experiences and I've always used real life experiences, but I think if I yeah, to jump from from, from the top of my head, like the biggest inspiration for Alistair Black is my dad. Wow. Wow. That's 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 a heavy honor. I I know that <laughs> when your music plays and you rise out of the smoke yeah, and I can see you coming down. It does something to me. Like it's that's the thing in pro wrestling that everybody doesn't get. Like it's hard to explain. It's almost a feel thing, but yeah. you can actually not hear your music, but you feel it. And I, yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah, it's it's very very awkward for me to try to explain it because. You know, you big guys start talking about feelings and stuff, but <laughs> like it's 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 like you know the Undertaker, Rey Mysterio, mm -hmm. Batista. Th mm -hmm. there's, there's been very few of those guys that their music match their work styles, and your music matches your work style. It's it's a violent, aggressive, dark, but exciting type of a. Uh, uh, of a feel when you watch you work yeah. as well as your music. I mean, it just matches, man. Like, uh, they did a hell of a job and you did a hell of a job, Absolutely. uh, Thank putting you. all that together. I feel, um, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do since being on the independence is whenever I would come out, I wanted it to be an atmosphere. I wanted it to be a scene, a setting, not just an entrance, not just to be another wrestler, not just a guy with tattoos. I want people to, from the moment I walk out, to go, oh, this guy's different. Like, I'm not going to stand here and say that I'm going to be the best wrestler that ever lived, but I do want to be remembered for being different and people going, wow, man, that, yes. that's something. Because I feel, you know, with, with a lot of the younger generation, um, that are like busting their ass in the Indies right now. I always stood out because I had a character from the get-go. Um, 
I was different and unique because not just my style and my look, but because the way I would walk out to the ring, I would, I would, I would capture people. I would capture people's thoughts and people would get quiet and then I would hit the ring and people would jump up and it was all done just methodically and like with a lot of calm running into like, as you said, aggression, but excitement. And I feel like I've been able to do that or at least been able to brew that since being on the independence. And the funny thing is, it's like, you know, how, uh, how, uh, how the old timers, including yourself have told me like, slow down kid, slow down kid. And that's actually what I implemented into my, into my entrance. I just slowed down. I just, I started walking slower. I started moving slower. I started tilting my head slower and just like rolling my eyes in a different way and like moving my body was slightly different and slightly slower and, it's almost like people, you're, you're making people slow down with you. You're forcing them to kind of like take a step back and walk with you down that ramp, if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. And, and when I see you plancha into the ring, uh, roll and into mm-hmm. the, the sit-down, legs crossed, mm-hmm. like you know that it's different. Like, there's nobody else that does that, one. And two, it's, it's, it's so abstract that it puts a focus on you. Like, people, if they're doing something else, if they're on the phone, if, you're on the, if they're on their devices, mobile devices, and you start, your interest starts, people put the phone down and watch. Yep. And that's, yeah. brother, that's an that's, that's a, a unbelievable thing, and I, I appreciate you for that. I appreciate that very much for you telling me that, sir. I really do. Well, you know, Alistair, Mark talks a lot about you on the show. A bully, mm-hmm. Tommy Dreamer, obviously do. Mick Foley has come out publicly and said he, he thinks you're the next big standout star in the WWE. Mm-hmm. When you hear stuff like that, when you hear, like, the legends and the Hall of Famers talk about you that way, how, how does that make you feel? It puts a, uh, it puts a certain pressure on me. Because um, I never really want to fail anyone, but it also makes me want to work harder. Um, I've, I've always been the way I, I, I pressure and and work ethic go hand in hand with me. Because that's that's like I, that's the only way I've ever been able to to get anything done is if people put pressure on me. I'm great under pressure. Um, I am uh, useless if um, my road is easy. Like I can't if if my road's clear, there's no curves or nothing. I'm 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 awful. So when I hear those things, they make me want to work harder, and they make me want to preserve the legacy that you know these gentlemen have laid before me, and made sure that I do the business proud. Well, I hope you don't accept. Look at it as being pressure. I I know what Mick Foley is talking about. Yeah, and let me let me tell you, and I was. Mark soapbox time. The reason that Mick Foley said that is because you entertain him. Everybody mm-hmm. don't entertain me. Everybody don't entertain uh, Mick Foley. The people yeah. there's not no the authenticity, the work rate, and the legitimate grown ass man toughness is what makes us like you. Because if mm-hmm. I was going to walk down an alley, there's a bunch of guys in the locker room that in a fight, I would not have them with me. 
but I will have you with me. We can walk and kick people's ass. And and I would not have to worry about going to your rescue. I know that mm-hmm. you would do your part. And that's yeah. don't don't look at it as being pressure. Look at it as a compliment. No, it's definitely it's definitely a compliment, and maybe maybe that's like what I forgot the way the word it. That's why I said I want to do the business, and you know, and and, and the road that they laid before us, uh, are proud. But um, I like I said, I thrive under that pressure that I put on myself, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm more than honored that like people like uh, Mick Foley uh, and others like consider me that. And like I said, it makes me just want to work real, real, real hard, and um, you know, just put in the work. Yeah, well, you're making us proud. You keep doing yep. your thing. Um, I, I mean, we, we've we've interviewed your beautiful misses multiple times. It is mm-hmm. so great to have you finally get on. Uh, I saw you in New York uh, when they did the Madison Square Garden shows. And I yeah. asked you if this was possible someday, and you said, yeah, I'd love to, love the show. Uh, anybody that supports this show, uh, we, 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 we really love and appreciate. But uh, it's not just because you came on the show. It's because of your talent that got you here. And uh, Well, man, I, we attack, for me, it's because he joined the show, but <laughs> that's, just, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Dave! I'm uh, Dave. I'm about to unfollow you on Twitter. Hey, come on! Don't do that. Don't do that. In, in all honesty, Alistair, you and 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 Zelina, like amazing couple, and what you've been able to do, and to see you both fulfill your dreams, you know, and yeah. be able to do this yeah. on such a high level. And I know for Zelina, even you know, to be a part at a Madison Square Garden, to you to be a part of WrestleMania, these are things that. You know, I know were goals for you, and you obtained your goals, and and to find happiness with the with each other, I think is simply phenomenal. To to have the same goals in mind, I mean, I'm very very happy for the two of you, and it's truly been an honor to have you on the show today. Thank you very much, man. It's been fun. Like, uh, yeah, let's hang out more often. All right, I like All it. All right, that's awesome. I think he was talking to me, Mark, not you. Oh, damn. Alistair, thank you so much. Appreciate it, man, and, and looking forward to seeing what you're going to be doing in 2020. Yes, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. All right, you got it. Alistair Black for the first time on Busted Open, Mark. How damn cool was that? Man, he's such a good dude. He raised our cool level. Yeah, now we got street cred. <laughs> yeah, we got street cred now. <laughs> so, sure. We all got busy schedules and don't have time to spend hours at the gym. That's why there's F45, a 45-minute group workout that's effective as it is fun. F45 sweat-dripping, heart-pumping, high-intensity workouts merge three leading-edge fitness training styles into a functional training experience unlike any other. This experience, accessible to all fitness levels, is built on innovation, motivation, and results that creates an environment in which goals are met and exceeded. Whether your goal is to lose weight, build muscle, create healthy habits, or meet fitness-minded friends, F45 is something for everyone. Once you take your first F45 class, you'll be hooked. The pulsing, upbeat team training atmosphere will make you feel welcome, and our thousands of exercise combinations will keep you guessing every day so are you ready to find your nearest studio and join the f45 global fitness community 
Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say F45 membership. They'll send you a location link directly to your phone. That's pound 250, keyword F45 membership. Let's just go back a few minutes ago from our interview with Alistair Black. I mean, you talk about a talent. I think Mick Foley is right. He is one feud away from being one of the top superstars in the WWE. And that feud is going to have to be with somebody that it matters to everybody. Um, it can't just be somebody haphazardly that you throw them in the ring with. True. Like, there's, it's got to be something personal. It's got to be something in somebody that if they win or lose, we care that they win or lose. And, you know, we always say in wrestling, it, the wins and losses don't matter. It's about the, the moments and the storylines that that go along with it. He he needs somebody big in order for us as a fan base to go, yeah, he he's the guy now. And who is that guy going to be? That's the question, is who should that guy be? Because I think when we get, even to this year's WrestleMania, I mean, I would think that he is going to be in a significant match. He was part of a tag match at last year's WrestleMania. But, man, like you said, the way they're building him, I love the fact that he's having these, like, 20-second matches, 15-second matches on Monday Night Raw. That's just building him up. And I'll say this. Listening to Aleister Black on our show, first of all, one hell of a nice guy. There's no doubt about it. And there's very few people that we've talked to, Mark, where you're like, man, this guy is extremely committed and passionate to his craft. And and not only committed and passionate, but he's actually a tough guy. Mm-hmm. You can see it. You can feel it. it, it it's, it's, man, I want to see him against the best of the best of the best. Go straight to the top and go backwards and that way we'll find out like where the where the tire meets the road and he's one of those guys dave that he could be the main topic on this show if given opportunity there's some people that get opportunities that it leaves us scratching our heads sometimes he's not a head head scratcher give him the ball and let him run with it Well, he was also a topic on WWE backstage this past Tuesday, and this is what CM Punk had to say about Aleister Black. I think, yeah, if he's he's knocking on the door, if McFoley says he's knocking on the door, he's he's obviously knocking on the door. We got to go for a secondary title here, and uh, I I think Andrade would be the the guy to to go after, and I I think, you know, uh, Zelina Vega. Oh, yeah. May or may not like that idea. I don't know, but I know she's she's kind of building a stable here. So I think that would be a good direction. What do you think of uh, CM Punk's idea about, first of all, for Aleister Black, a secondary title, and then the built-in feud with Andrade, knowing that his real-life spouse is Zelina Vega? Uh, I think it would be good for a short promo, a short run. I'm not, I'm not talking about a short run. I think that'd be entertaining for a show or two, and then you move on from it. Um, I'm talking about him picking. 
I don't see him picking a fight. I want somebody to pick a fight with him. And I want it to be somebody like Brock. I want it to be somebody like Randy Orton. I want it to see, be somebody like AJ Styles, uh, Drew McIntyre, uh, uh, a top-of-the-heel guy that says, look, man, I'm tired of you talking about how you want to fight. Like, well, today is their lucky day. Let's go. And I guarantee you, if if you if you let that happen, what's going to happen in the ring is what's going to happen when you see John Cena and uh, Kurt Angle. The ruthless aggression era, when John Cena stepped to Kurt Angle and said, I'm here to take over. I'm not wanting a match. I'm here to impose my will on you, and there ain't shit you could do about it. That's when we start to go, oh, yep. <laughs> that's what I want. And that's what's going to make Alistair Black a star is when somebody says, man, you talk too much. You want to fight? Come on, let's go fight right now. Look, look, hey, and, and then point out the people in the truck. Kevin Dunn, hey, play his music. Play his music because I'm walking to the ring. I don't give a damn what's next on the show. To hell with the show. We're going to have a fight. He wanted to fight, walk, have, a, have the cameras following you. Walk through Gorilla and Vince and the agents and everybody standing there going, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear no more, guys. He wants to fight. We finna fight right now. Now, everybody in the world cares what just happened. And you have built it in one show in less than two minutes. You have put him in the main event place. And when you do that, it, regardless of the wins and losses, it can be a count out. Fight out into the crowd. Fight out into the parking lot. Have the police call. Both people go to jail. Whatever you want to do. I don't care. But make it happen to where they can fight. And now you put Alistair Black in his strong suit. He's a fighter. He's, he's a wrestler. But, but first, he's a fighter. And you get you serve multiple masters. I I completely agree with you, Mark, and I couldn't disagree more with CM Punk. CM Punk said his next goal secondary is a secondary title. title. It, it, no, I, Mark, what you just said is perfect. He's a main eventer. I mean, he right now, right at this moment, I think Alistair Black is above a secondary title. And if you're going to move him into a storyline that's significant, that means he's going to be in a main event storyline. I couldn't disagree with CM Punk more. You you know what you know what Punk should have said. Punk should have said, you know what, man, he's he's looking for a fight. Hell, I'll fight him. I'll fight him. How about that? Let that be the news tomorrow. CM Punk says Alistair Black wants to fight. Take your ass to the ring. And you tell me what day of the week it is, and I'll be there. You would not be able to find, listen, you wouldn't be able to buy a ticket. You wouldn't be able to buy a ticket. That's what CM Punk is, is supposed to be doing. 
incite a riot. His whole life, he's been the incite the riot guy. I, I I watch him on 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 backstage, and I feel like he's got his hands in his pockets, his arms are folded. I feel like he's he's got to be the focal point, and he is and should be, but he's not. I wish I was I was on the show. I would challenge him. I'd be like, bro, that's not who you are. I know you. You're a fighter. That's why you quit wrestling. So you could go fight because you wanted to fight. Win, lose, or draw, what do you like in, to do in your life? Stir the shit and fight. Please do that. That's what entertains me. Mark, maybe he needs that. Maybe CM Punk needs somebody like a Mark Henry to sit him down, or maybe not even sit down, just to get into his face and be like, Punk, this is not you. The the guy I'm watching on TV, that's not you. You're an innovator. You're a guy, like you said, likes to stir the pot and make things happen. This new role, maybe that's for CM Punk 15 years down the road. But it's not CM Punk in 2020. We need you, and we're not yeah. getting it. Yeah, that's what I want. I don't want I don't want the analyst. I want the fighter. I want the guy. I want I'm tired of him trying to put people over that don't deserve to be put over. There's some people that he said stuff that I'm like, man, that's, is he reading off a teleprompter or something? Because there's no way that punk said that. Like original punk step up. That's who I want to see. Like I want to see punk say, Alistair black, I'll fight you. If you want to fight, Put that on TV. I guarantee you it'll 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 be what people want to see more than anything else. Bet me. I'm not even a betting man. And I'll put all my chips on that. Put that in the main event on a pay-per-view. Yeah. And it would steal it. Because I know who punk is. And as a fan of pro wrestling. And as a guy that's been in the ring with him, you Punk is like Daniel Bryan. You don't have to call anything. You don't have to set anything up. You turn the talent loose and let him go and create. And Alistair Black is from that same elk. He don't have to know nothing. Just turn the camera on, play the music, and let him walk to the ring. It's not rocket science. Cream rises to the top, and both of those guys are as talented as anybody that's ever did this business. It's just one has had the opportunity to prove it, and the other has not. Punk had the chance to prove that he was one of the best wrestlers that ever walked the earth. And when he dies, and it, you could put on his tombstone, here lies CM Punk. He dropped pipe bombs. And he made wrestling real again. And Alistair Black haven't had that opportunity yet. But if you put both of those people in the same place together, it's, it's, it's positive, negative ions. It's going to be lightning. It's, it's easy. It's like, man, I'm so tired of this bullshit that gets thrown at the wall and see what sticks. No, just go and put the best people in the ring together 
and let us be fans of who we want to be fans of. Let us pick who we want to be fans of. Don't just try to tell us who we should be fans of. I'm tired of this shit. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. It is a very special Valentine's Day tonight, Mark, for Otis because he has his date with Mandy Rose. Wow, I'm, I'm man, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Is it weird to, to feel like I'm, I'm going on the date? I feel like I'm this anxiety, and I, I, I feel bad for Otis. I, I think that as, as much as we want it to work out, um. I've listened to a couple of other people talk about it and all of them have said the same thing that they want to see a swerve. They want to see Otis get rejected and it come back later on. Hey, I made a mistake. Uh, I really do want to be with you. And then they go from there, but I, I'm not looking forward to this swerve thing. Like it, it'll, it's going to break my heart. Yeah, I'm hoping it doesn't happen. Like, a lot of people are saying, like, Tucker is, like, set him up to fail and that Tucker really likes Mandy Rose. Like, I hope nothing like that happens. I I just want to see some success and happiness for Otis. Can we just get that for one night tonight? <laughs> you, you, want, you want to see it all, everything go right? Yes, I do. Now, no swerves. No swerves. I want to see him take her out and she's actually wooed. By Otis. That's what I want to see. Now, the, he's up against it because if, if you notice, Tucker took him to like, you know, like a restaurant where, you know, uh, to get him prepared for tonight. And he ordered the steak and he, you know, started eating the steak with his bare hands. Like, can't do that. Can't, can't, can't do stuff like that. I, I don't think Otis is in his comfort zone. I'm, I'm worried like you are, Mark. Mm, I'm worried, man. I, I just... After hearing like two or three different people and they all said the same thing, it, after a while you start to think, wow, maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe I'm, maybe they're right and I'm wrong. Because I'm just talking to Ryan McKinnell last week, both of us were like all, I mean, it was, man, it was shits and giggles. It was, man, we had a ball. And then once we got off the air, it was all, yeah, I think that is what's best for business is they set up, set it up, and um, everything don't go right. And I'm like, oh, that that would break my heart, Dave. I'm not, I'm not set up. I'm not ready for that. I'm not either. And there's a lot of pressure because you mentioned Ryan McKinnell. There's a lot of people that are kind of living through Otis when it comes to this date tonight with Mandy Rose, you know, this is, he's a bit of the underdog Otis. And, you know, you think guys like Otis aren't appealing to women like Mandy Rose. And I'm hoping he proves everybody wrong, but you know, it's, it is a bit of an odd couple, but sometimes Mark, you know, this opposites attract. 
Yeah, and, and, and I think that that's important to, to have opposites attract sometimes just to show people that, you know, it's not always going to be your traditional, you know, this and that, that sometimes there's variations and differences that make it all better. All right, so I'll kind of leave this up to the nation, too. Since it is a Falls Count Anywhere Friday, Mark, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. Is Otis and Mandy Rose going to be a love connection tonight, or is Otis going to find himself in heartbreak after their date tonight? Hmm. So I ask you, Mark, do you think it's going to be a love connection, or do you think it's going to be heartbreak for Otis? Oh. I, I think it's going to be a love connection. I'm, I'm just still an optimist at the end of the day. And I don't, I'm not going to subscribe to what everybody else is think, what everybody else thinks. I'm going to go with them going to a great dinner. Somebody, the negativity is going to be some dumbass is going to come up and ask, you know, why are you with this guy? And that's when the uh, outpouring of affection is going to start. And it's going to be Otis and Mandy bumping people around and then them two holding hands, walking off into the sunset, pure joy and happiness. Now, after I listened to Gabby's segment, the odds are against it because Gabby said you shouldn't go out with somebody you work with. But I think that might be different in wrestling because who did we speak to? We spoke to Alistair Black, Alistair Black and Zelina. They work together, but it works because of that grueling schedule that a wrestler has. So, Gabby, would you say that it's different when it comes to pro wrestling? I mean, I think it has to be because look at how many couples there are in pro wrestling. There's a lot of couples in pro wrestling and people that have gotten married through pro wrestling. And I think it's because pro wrestling, Mark, I'm sure you know this way better than me, but you spend all of your time there with these people. So you don't really, it's hard to kind of venture out. It kind of seems to happen naturally because you are with these people every single week for hours on end doing so much with them that sometimes sparks and love just tends to happen. And it's almost easier on your schedule if you're around them all the time that way. Isn't that right? Yeah, uh, there's pluses and minuses. I think that the pluses are you get to travel together and see things all over the world um, that you probably would not have been able to see. But, you know, I've also heard the other side of that, you know, just talking to um, Montez and Bianca, you know, like sometimes they, they need a little time, you know, to go and do, have the day to go mm. and do the the girl day and and having that significant other there going, hey, let's go to the gym, it, it, it messes the schedule up. So sometimes you need the moments uh, by yourself to go work out, to go by yourself to go to the gym or um, you get treatment or whatever. So, uh, yeah, they, I think I've heard it on both sides. I, I if I had to make a decision of what I would have wanted, I probably would have, you know, just like my situation. Um, I, I like the fact that my schedule at work is my schedule at work. And then when I go home, I got everybody's undivided attention. I'm spoiled that way. I actually asked Stephanie McMahon that same question because, you know, Triple H, obviously they work very close together. And she said that they do get to have some time away, even though they're both working for the same company. Obviously, they're not always together side by side because 
they they work in different departments and they're very very busy so even though they work together they really don't work together but the best thing about it is that they they kind of do travel together so i think that situation's kind of like the best of both worlds that you kind of have the same goals in mind but you're not spending every single minute together so i it, i i guess there's pros and cons when it comes to both yeah i mean there's definitely pros and cons and and you know what man like i don't i don't see a negative like a negative side of it i think that it is what it is um, you're blessed to be able to have somebody that you can actually call your significant other and just let them know today that they're appreciated. I, I totally you don't, agree. You don't have to go and buy uh, a dozen roses. You know, roses are going to die. It's the feeling in your heart that's that what makes everything live forever. And and you got to show that person that you respect them and appreciate them. That's 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 the biggest thing today. So yeah, so if you're listening to this now, don't buy flowers. Just give her a little kiss and see how that works out for you. All right. Also on SmackDown tonight. Also on SmackDown tonight. How about this, Mark? Carmella is set for a SmackDown women's title match against Bailey tonight. Hmm. I'm. I mean, I'm down. I I want to see. Um, I want to see Bailey impose her will on Carmella. It's not like Carmella's got this huge outstanding winning record over or nothing there could i i I, listen i think there's a chance that carmella could possibly beat bailey tonight on smackdown crazy thought Uh, i don't know about the thought being crazy but i do see it as being maybe a little overboard okay all right I see uh, Bailey having bigger fish to fry, especially, namely, Naomi. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.